everyone. In the following podcast, you'll hear the edited audio of Sienna's live Instagram interview with Gay Droxley, director of Oxygen Films. A series of light by Oxygen Films recently premiered, and Gage talks us through his creative process as well as sharing his advice for young people who are looking to join him in the film industry. I hope you enjoy it. Hello. Hi, Gage. Hi. Hi, how are you doing? Very good, thank you. Yeah, how are you? Yeah, coping, surviving. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's 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 a pretty it's a pretty strange place we're in right now with like lockdown kind of seemingly ending, but not really. Sure. Um, yeah, it's it's been a weird weird couple of months. It, it has. It has. <laughs> yeah. Whereabouts are you in Scotland? Is that where you are? Or? At Leeds, so not Leeds. not too far down. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of just above Manchester. Um, but yeah. yeah, are you you're you're around UK, are you? Oh yeah, yeah, I'm in Suffolk. So. Um, <laughs> it's not too bad over here, to be fair. It's been like easing quite a bit. Yeah, so. and we've been enjoying some nice weather recently as well. It's been it's been quite warm. <laughs> Yeah, it's good. Cool. It just felt like we've had a proper summer, so <laughs> we're lucky. So, um, so if you're happy, we could just jump into some questions. Yeah, more than um, happy. Yeah. And you can find out a bit more about what you do. Um, so for someone who hasn't heard of A Series of Light or yourself or Oxygen Films, then do you want to just give us a rundown of like what your role looks like on a daily basis? Yeah, sure. So... Um... Uh, my role at Oxygen Films is, um, I, I guess, head of film, which is kind of like a really vague title. Um, but basically, that kind of just involves looking at the type of content we make, which is typically Oxygen Films typically does a lot of LGBTQ plus content, um, or at least content that um, looks at representing kind of minority groups and, and people that typically on screen aren't represented as well. Um, as this should be and so yeah my my kind of role is just kind of overseeing that and managing it with a small group of volunteers who are amazing um and uh, on a series of light which is our, our recent project it's a six-part tv series uh i was the writer and director on that uh which was great fun yeah it was it was mad but great fun <laughs> awesome okay so um, as you say series of light is your most recent work at oxygen films um and this kind of gives a platform for a queer voice um and explores like each episode explores a different um, narrative yeah. so could you tell us more about this premise and like what you were trying to do with these episodes sure yeah so um we started it near enough about a year ago actually now mm-hmm. um and it just started as a conversation between myself and jack parr who's the lead in the first episode and at first it was just going to be like a typical short film and then it just spiralled into this six-part series because <laughs> why not? Um, and because, you know, when I was growing up, I was looking at film, looking at the cinema to try and see myself as, you know, someone who is, um, you know, gay from a working-class background in the north of England. I didn't really see myself around me and so kind of dedicated myself to film in the hopes that perhaps I'd be represented there. Um and I think as part of what I wanted to as I, be, as I started to get my voice as a filmmaker, it was realising that actually I have a bit of responsibility to do that or to do at least something similar. Um, and so the series uh, explores loads of different themes, some of them very queer and openly queer and some of them a bit more subtle. Um, mm-hmm. But a lot of them about um, intimacy, digital connection um, and just life in a modern world, to be honest, um, because... You know, I think that's it's something that 
we are seeing a lot of there's a lot of conversation about kind of technology and where we're going as a as a world and I think especially now more than ever that's something that you know has really rooted us in you know the fact that I can talk to you over technology right. and all of my friends that I've seen over the last half a year has all been through a screen <laughs> it's just you know it's crazy and um yeah. it's something that I don't think is ever going to stop being relevant mm-hmm. um and and that's kind of what we wanted to do with the series is just try and put our finger on the pulse of of this kind of zeitgeist definitely um okay so um again exploring like the the characters that you're representing as you mentioned you wanted to give like a broad uh, representation in a series of lights like why did you decide to highlight, I've, I've been reading the blurbs of each episode on um, Oxygen Films, like why did you decide to highlight each of these particular stories in particular? Is there any like backstory behind that? And how did that like, look like in your creative process? Yeah, sure. So um, each episode itself is very, it's, it's an anthology series. So each mm-hmm. episode follows a very different character, very different storylines. And each one kind of has its own unique story about how it kind of, came about and a lot of it does always does come through the actors themselves so um as an organization and as a director I love just sitting down with actors and being like what is the story that you want to tell what is it that you want to do um and so with for example Red Light which is our second episode which explores um this uh this male escort who hooks up with this old businessman who then dies in the middle of the hookup and it's like oh no what do we do with the body and it's just you know quite a fun claustrophobic psychological film but (laughs) that kind of came about through a conversation with lead actor Jake um, and each one, each character, it's interesting because each character I don't think is fully the protagonist or the hero or, the, or right. necessarily even the villain. I think that's something that I love to explore in that, you know, life is complex. We are complex people um, and we should be representing people as being, you know, quite flawed, quite, um, difficult and I think especially for because I was putting in um, a lot of effort into looking at queer storylines that we aren't falling into those stereotypes of the gay best friend or the gay hero it is you know you can be gay and be a horrible person just as much as you can be gay and have a lovely person and I think yeah. our films want to kind of explore that a little bit and, and have some fun with it. Definitely that's really interesting to hear kind of deconstructing the stereotypes um, yeah. and super powerful I think as well. So, excuse me, before we move on to the themes that you explore um, in terms of like, we did have a question and we put a story sticker um, asking for questions for you. Um, And one viewer responded and asked what work has inspired you as a director and a writer, both growing up and currently at the moment. Oh, that's a that's a tough one. Um, I do you know the thing is a lot of I have so much inspiration, like just kind of daily, just going through life. But I think in terms of a specific piece of work or director or, or writer, um, the one that inspired inspired me to be a filmmaker was uh, Robert Benini's Life Is Beautiful, um, which I saw when I was I think it was about I think it must have been about ten, and it was the first subtitled film I saw, and it just I had such an overt reaction to the storyline. I was like, if if I can do even a quarter of what they did and make someone feel a quarter of what I feel right now, yeah. I, I'm successful. Like that's the that's like kind of the the basis of, of success for me. But mm-hmm. more recently, um, I'd have said stuff like you know Xavier Dolan and um, Gaspar Noé. In a way, I think his style's brilliant. I'm not too sure about his films. Um, 
Lynn Ramsey, I love love her content in her films uh, and her exploration of violence and the kind of the dark underbelly of the world, which I'm hoping we're representing too. <laughs> Definitely. Moving on to the, the themes that you um, already touched on, uh, you say that a series of light talks about technology and like digital connection. And I just wondered, like, as you say, you started these films like a year ago, and I'm assuming you filmed them before lockdown, right? We filmed, well, do you know, we were actually on set. We've been filming for 10 months, and we were on the last day of the last episode, and that's when the lockdown came into place. We had one more day. That <laughs> is crazy. It was infuriating. But obviously, you know, wow. we, we kind of, we abandoned the set quite literally, yeah. like, all of our stuff, all of our equipment, everything was in location. For the, sure. For the entire, and then as soon as it was safe to do so back in June, we then went back on, did that episode and kind of did it in a very safe, socially yeah. distant way, which was interesting. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, the vast majority of it was all was all pre, pre-lockdown. Wow, yeah, that must have been um, an interesting contrast. Mm. For <laughs> um, yeah, so I just wondered, like, in terms of the themes, like digital connection and also intimacy and how that functions on, like, a digital level. And I just wondered how you think that the themes have changed or... Like taken on a greater significance as a result of COVID. Yeah, I mean, I think definitely mm-hmm. taken on a greater significance because of the situation we're in right now. I think, um, you know, pre everything that had happened, you know, we we'd never anticipate anything like this happening when we're writing it, at least, mm-hmm. or even when we're filming the first five episodes. Um, and I think, I think that it's changed in the in the way that you know we look at intimacy, we look at the, this this connection and this kind of not even romance as such, apart from maybe Starlight, um, but all of them look at this world where it's a modern look at relationships and presenting people as just being connected through digital spheres. And I think that was really prevalent back in December and January, but actually now more than ever, we are constantly, we know we're we're even more so addicted to the screens um, and like swiping and left on like, dating apps to figure out who we should be seeing now and it's like you know it's it, there's a lot of power and brilliance in that there's so much creativity and yeah. um you know people finding their voices who probably wouldn't have had it before but there's then also the other side of it which is the dangerous elements and it's allowing potentially the wrong people to have platforms so for mm-hmm. example in blacklight which is the fifth episode uh, we look at this kind of underground community um, of men who are basically misogynists. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it's that real seedy underworld, which I had no idea about before kind of researching it. But it's massive. There's like tens mm-hmm. of thousands of people who who are a part of this. Um, and I think now more than ever, it's important that we shine a light on on those kinds of communities and, mm-hmm. and the people that are online. Absolutely. Um, and did you like explore both sides of that? As you say, like there's the positive aspect of connection and like people give like having exposure that maybe weren't exposed before, but then there's also the negative sides. And was that something that you explored like both facets of that? Yeah, I think so. So, I mean, in terms of like, in terms of like positive exploration, I think it's something that, you know, for, I think Starlight's probably the, as I said, the one of the most kind of romancy stereotypically like yeah. nice nice content i think it is really important to have those like peaks and troughs of um mm. you know those real dark black mirror-esque um yeah it looks at technology but also then presenting this quite light-hearted honest um and 
and quite grounded approach to to it I think otherwise you just kind of you know you don't want to just be like all bad and all, all negative and all horrible we do want to have yeah. like you know the, the joys of it as well um Definitely. and and that's something that I hope we'll be able to kind of continue with and see as we go into the second season Absolutely, yeah. Um, and I just wondered, like, as you talk about the peaks and troughs and like having that narrative change, how you went about writing and directing these episodes. Um, you mentioned that you sit down with the artist and talk about what story they want to get across. But like, what does your creative process look like from sitting down and writing a script to directing on set? Yeah, sure. So, um, I mean, my creative process is is hopefully still growing <laughs> like I'm, 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 by no means I think I've got it yet um mm -hmm. but y what you said is you know it's absolutely right it's like I think it's it's good to sit down with the artists and the actors um, and the wider team and just be like you know just throwing ideas and seeing if anything sticks if anything you know is good and uh, I mentioned at the start that we are a voluntary organisation, so literally every single person, we we're really keen on that, we we're really transparent, it's that no one gets paid, if one person gets paid, then we should all get paid. Um, mm. And I think part of, another reason why I think it's good to chat with the actors is to be like, what do you want to do? Like, what can you get out of it? How can we help one another? Um, and it is that kind of collaboration that not only betters the experience for them, but then also then the story, because it's, it's, it isn't just my voice, then it's, it's um, you know, it's a cohort of people coming together and, and feeling like they're able to present this real story, um, which is which is good. And so I feel really inspired by that and kind of get a lot of creative ideas from them. Um, and usually I'll write it all down. I'll, my room for like six months will look like a serial killer's room because I've got like paper all over the place and like lines and drawings and stuff. Um, and then, uh, in fact, with a series of light, we, we wrote each episode kind of one before so we'd, we'd written green light and red light and then we started filming green light and then when i was on set of red light we were writing the one after it so it was like a very kind of organic creature by the time we got to the end somehow we'd written six episodes and filmed six <laughs> episodes and it was um i think that was really nice to do actually because you know we're by no means saying that we you know we're um the best or like we've got nothing else to learn and so as we went across the series, we were learning so much about what works, what doesn't. Um, and it's, it's, you know, it's a really interesting series. And I think from our response that we've had, people, people, people are really different in terms of like which episode's their favorite, which is nice. Yeah. We've had a real diverse response. Um, and that was kind of the hope when I was going into it in, for directing, because as a director, you kind of, you have to try and, disassociate yourself from all of the other episodes like the ones before and the ones after um and just focus on on this direct story that we're trying to tell um sure. and i think as a director my job was made so easy because of the fantastic crew that, and, and cast that we were working with um you know the cast were just phenomenal it made my job a lot easier <laughs> definitely that's awesome. It's really good to hear about like that side of humility and like learning and conscious of that. Um, and I think that's very encouraging to maybe like young directors or writers or actors who are also like not necessarily in early stages, but still trying to figure things out. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just wondered if you had any. Um, well, actually, let's ask. What, like, how did you get into a creative career first of all? And do you have any advice for young people who are also looking to get into the film industry? Like, what did the route looked like for you 
Yeah. Um, I mean, my, I think in terms of, oh, oh yeah, so I'll start with how, how I kind of got in. So I wanted to, I've, I've known I wanted to be a film director since I was about eight. Um, okay. And, you know, for the first <laughs> for the first few years, I was running around with little tape camcorders that, you know, and, and then I saved up for Christmas and birthdays to get props. And so I was making things about like zombies and aliens and whatever it might be. Um, mm. In fact, I've got like a folder somewhere in my room with like all my handwritten scripts in when I was like, back mm. when I was 10. Um, hopefully I've got better since then. I don't know. <laughs> but, but I'm kind of jealous of the, like, that imagination that I had when I was younger in a way. But um, as I kind of grew and, and realised, look, this is definitely a career path I want to go down. Um, it, it was just a case of doing things over and over again on no money. And that's actually really helped me now because mm-hmm. I still have no money. And it's really nice to be able to think, OK, this is how we can do this in a in a way that works, that's um, mm-hmm. that's inexpensive or kind of begging and borrowing and stealing, which is really <laughs> what we have to do as creatives and, and yeah. creators. Um, but I didn't go to university. I didn't go to film school. Um, I studied media at A-level uh, and didn't do very well. I did all right. I got B, I think. Um, mm. But still, like, in the grand scheme of things, I I, I wasn't, like, academically focused, which yeah. a lot of my friends are, and that's definitely a path to go down. And so I guess that feeds into my advice is just looking at how you respond to things. So if you're, if you're thinking, I want to go to university and study film, but you're not sure about the kind of theoretical aspects of it then potentially just look at getting an apprenticeship or getting a job um because I went kind of straight I was lucky to get kind of straight into the industry by a job and just kind of work my way up that way um and at the end of the day I think a lot of a lot of what is necessary is contacts and knowing people and knowing how to network Mm -hmm. and I think you can learn that by going to university but also just by being yourself and just constantly creating like most people have a camera now if you've got a phone in your pocket you've got a camera you can tell a story that's the most important thing so I think yeah my advice is just look at what you're doing and what's good for you and don't stop making films awesome thanks for that that's very encouraging um I just have one question for you today and and it's where can people go to find and watch a series of light and find out more about your work at Oxygen Films yeah, sure. So um, A Series of Light is available right now on Amazon Prime in the UK and US. And I think it's going to be available in Japan and Germany later this year. I'm not too sure. Um, we'll figure that out out when we get there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you can watch that now. The sixth episode, which is Limelight, uh, starring Bruce Hermanel, that comes on the 4th of September. That's like a special finale episode because that's the one we got locked down in. Um, and you can find more about us at Oxygen Films um, on my Instagram, which is here, which is at Cage Oxley. Um, but also our company, Ox- uh, Films, oh my lord, the company Instagram, which is at Oxygen Film. No S, someone stole that one. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where you can find us and we'll, we'll be posting a lot of stuff. And we are doing a series two as well, which is really exciting. We've been working a lot on that at the moment. So we'll be doing a lot of posts about that too. Definitely, that's super exciting. Well, thank you so much, Gage, for joining me today. It's been great to find out more about the project. Thank you for joining me. Thank you, Sienna. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. Today's episode was made possible by Voice Magazine an online platform for young people interested in art and culture. You can read Voice over at voicemag.uk and find it on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook as voicemag.uk. The Voice contributors are also on Instagram over at voice.extra. If you are looking for another podcast to listen to, the contributors release the Voice Extra podcast every Saturday. 
where they talk about the pieces they've produced and the culture they've been enjoying. If you like this podcast, please consider helping us to make more with a donation of any amount at voicemag.uk forward slash donate. Thanks to Kevin McLeod for the use of the track Thief in the Night. You can find more of his work in the Tom Innes was the executive producer.